Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player. I've been vegan for nine years. I've also been able to coach over 350 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, we have another Fit Vegan success story episode with my man, Will. Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm excited to, you know, for you to have the opportunity to kind of share your story because you've had uh, incredible transformation. Um, I was just looking at your numbers before, down 35 pounds, all right, since yeah. January. And we are June, what are we, June 15th? So yeah, like six months and a half. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. It doesn't feel like it's been that quick or that it's been that much. So it's kind of crazy looking back at the picture and the numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a big difference in your photos. Yeah. So, you know, one way I always like to, to get started with the, with the podcast is, um, you know, for you to share a little bit of your background, kind of what you do for work, because a lot of people that listen to the that he podcast, the comments I get is like, what's well, easy for him? Cause he had nothing else going on. All he was doing is like working out and eating. And so, you know, obviously you have a busy job. You just, you know, we're talking in, in your office right now, cause you just done your, your, your work. Um, so do you mind giving a little bit of a background kind of what you do and kind of what your, um, life looks like? Yeah, for sure. So I am a physical therapist in Florida. I work in a hospital setting. Um, and I'm specifically on our ICU. So, working with people that come in that are pretty sick and kind of getting them moving and, and up on their feet for the first time while they're here. Mm -hmm. uh, I work um, Tuesday through Saturday. So Sundays and Mondays are nice. I got some time to, to kind of take care of business then. Um, but yeah, full day. And then I'm also involved um, with the city of Jacksonville. Um, they have a, like a leadership program called next gen. So I'm involved with that. Um, kind of throughout the spring and summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Awesome. And so one, one thing I want to mention is you won our new year's giveaway that we did at the start of 2022. Um, so I'm curious, like what made you, what made you want to enter and what got you to the place of like, I'm ready to like take this challenge on. Yeah, so I talked to Coach Nicole a little bit about it um, previously, kind of in our one-on-ones. Um, so back in December, I had a patient who um, was pretty sick, and he was he was a younger guy, um, and most of the reason that he was here um, was um, from preventable conditions, um, mm. based off of their health profile. Um, and while I was working with him, he, um, this patient actually passed away, um, which was kind of a shock to the system. Like we have people pass away all the time. Obviously, it's a hospital. Um, and on yeah. the IC, we're used to working with like those acute patients. Um, but it was kind of eye-opening that like truly this person's health had affected um, like their body's ability to cope with these disease processes and, and eventually led to... Um, the event that caused their death. So um, I, my student at the time was vegan um, and she had been talking to me about it throughout the COVID ep 
epidemic, you know, we heard that like there's a statistical difference for people that were on a plant-based diet and having, you know, more mild symptoms, um, less mm-hmm. hospitalizations, that kind of stuff. And you always hear about, um, like you say, protecting your immune system with the power plants. So yeah, uh, she kind of got me looking into it a little bit more. Um, got on Instagram, um, followed a couple of accounts. You were one of them. Um, and then when you kind of reached out I was like, oh, okay, well, I really like the recipes. So I'm going to, like, I'll, I'll chat a little bit, but I'm really just like here for the recipes and the meals. Um, and then I saw that you guys had the, the giveaway. So I entered into that kind of told, you know, a little brief story, um, similar to what I just did. Um, and then you guys reached out and told me that I had, um, won the giveaway. So, I was super anxious at first. I kind of had imposter syndrome because I was not a vegan. Um, yeah. Realize your mom also was not a vegan. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. To um, but, you know, my student and my friends kind of said, go for it. You know, what have you got to lose? Um, beginning of the year. So, you know, there's a little bit of downtime in January and February. So um, just decided to, to commit to it. Good. Well, you had a lot to lose. You lost 35. <laughs> you lost 35 pounds. <laughs> Who knew? Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. I remember reading your, your application for the giveaway and I was like, damn, like we, I really resonate with your story, obviously, because of my background and I was like, we need to, we need to do something. So I'm really happy that you won. And honestly, like you crushed it, man. You like, not a lot of people would have taken that gift and done something with it because we've had experiences like that in the past. Um, and so I know just fun fact, it's my birthday in four or five days. So I'm doing another giveaway, uh, for my birthday. So if you guys want to enter, if you want to enter again, <laughs> feel free to apply back in. Um, so yeah, there's no one happening right now, but definitely when I read your reason, I was like, yeah, this guy needs to, needs to do it. And again, really happy that you took the gift and you did something with it. All right. Cause there's a, there's a big difference in your body, um, in, in your photos, obviously a difference in your weight. And so I am curious, you obviously went vegan to do the program. Cause that's, that's the only way to do the program. What have you noticed different in terms of like the, the transition and what took place? Yeah. Um, I think so we, in December, my partner and I had kind of tried some of your meals since we like started following you. Um, and all the food was very good and very simple to make. Um, so that kind of was like our foot in the door with like meatless Mondays and, you know, that kind of, kind of stuff. Um, once I started, there was kind of this withdrawal the first week, like the end of week one, beginning of week two, I was just like super run down. I think one night I was actually like running a fever and like my concentration was really poor. And it, um, I didn't realize until I was out of it, that like truly I was withdrawing from the processed food, the sugar, Detoxing. caffeine, like literally everything. Cause when I, started the program I just like followed it by the book so yeah yeah no it was really surprising to see those immediate changes um I will say a lot of people said they feel like energized as soon as they make the switch and that was not the case for me it probably took a month of you know being in it um before I started to get that um but I ran a a half marathon the Disney princess half in the end of February Um, and my energy was great. I had energy the entire race afterwards, we went to the parks and there was no, like, I didn't feel run down or like hadn't had coffee that morning, but I was still 
wide awake at four in the morning going to to the start line so I was yeah I think that was kind of the eye-opening moment of like oh this really is better for me like this is proof that prior to doing this program I would not have been able to wake up at 4 a.m like no coffee no energy drink or anything like that and just get going so um since then honestly loving it like I got COVID a little bit ago um mm -hmm. really recovered very quickly, very mild symptoms. You know, I kind of attribute that to kind of building up that defense system. And yeah, um, yeah I just think overall now I can really see the benefits of, of feeling better, feeling more energized, um, kind of the whole program put together. Yeah. Well, it makes me happy to hear that. And, you know, that initial phase you went through, everyone goes through a bit of a detox phase depending how you were eating before and kind of what had to be cleansed from some people, like some people, it takes like a few days. Some people takes a week. Some people takes a month. Some people take six months because they had like really bad habits before starting. Um, and so I'm happy it was only a short period of time, like considered to, to, to the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. And we actually at work, I was the guy that would bring donuts like once a month. So yeah, kind of, we made, a joke about it because at work we had a party and instead of bringing like chocolate and donuts and stuff we brought like fruit and a, a fondue pie so we had like some chocolate covered fruit and like that was our our treat so it really has like also impacted the people around me and I think that's the cool thing about the program is you know I have my own personal experience but then there's like this ripple outward that has been really cool to kind of watch yeah well talking about ripple effect like the closest person to you would be your partner it would, mm -hmm. what kind of change do you see in him? Um, definitely he's been trying more of the meals. And even when we go out now, like he'll order some more of the plant-based food, which again, you know, it's kind of cool to see knowing the, the health benefits of it in the mm -hmm. hospital being like, you know, what a bad diet can do to you. It just kind of like lifts my heart to know that, that it's impacting other people. And I think, um, like our family as well, just kind of, you know, events we've done with them or, or going back to the Carolinas and just cooking them food and saying, oh, here, try this. And they're like, that's really good. I could add some like chicken or something to it. And I'm like, but do you really need to like <laughs> how much protein or how much, you know, fiber, that kind of stuff is in it. And it's, it's surprising to see them react like a tofu scramble has, you know, that much protein in it and you don't really yeah. need to add extra stuff to it. So um, I think that's been kind of cool to watch kind of changing that mindset of, I think in America, we tend to structure our meals around the meat protein and then yeah. add things to it. Um, and so now I get to see like, this is a, a whole food plant-based meal that doesn't really need the extra stuff. So mm -hmm. I think that, that kind of cognitive shift in how we structure our, our diet and our meals um, has has definitely impacted you know my family and my partner like we were talking about kind of how he how he sees things so yeah do you think you've gained um, at this point because obviously like six months in now like the knowledge of how to properly structure your meals I think so and I I needed in the beginning kind of the handholding. So mm -hmm. um, the people that are in the program know you give us a shopping list that has exactly what to buy and you give us the meals. That's exactly how to prepare it. 
Um, I did not cook a lot beforehand. And, you know, some of the meals, like dicing eight onions was like super difficult for me to do for the curry in the beginning. But, you know, now that I've done it enough, I have a, a good general concept of, okay, I'm getting enough protein with this or today I'm not. So I need to add, you know, a protein shake or the overnight oats have been really good in the hospital setting because it's something I can bring in and I know I'm getting a, a high amount of protein in the morning, so I don't have to worry about it as much, you know, later on in the day. So, um, and then definitely, you know, like we said too, changing the mind, the mindset of I need like a, a meat protein to be the center of my meal. I think I now see the benefit of having, you know, a snack that's an apple or fruit instead of a cookie. And then like adding, you know, to my lunches, more of the plant protein and, and kind of building those meals around that too. So no, it's definitely, it's definitely, like I said, shifted my mind as far as building those meals and understanding what I need to be successful. Um, I'm really excited for the, the reverse dieting that's coming up. Yeah. But only to see, you know, how my metabolism reacts, but I think too, we've been so focused on the cutting part that I'm, excited to see like the the muscle building and kind of seeing how my body really shifts now that I've I've gone into the cut and I'm kind of backing out of it so I think it'll be interesting to see you know what happens then and how that affects how I'm eating and what I'm eating like in a normal day yeah it well I'm happy for the reverse diet because our sense was <clears throat> sorry that's what's going to secure your new fat loss also act as a lean bulk. You can continue seeing a shift in your body composition. Um, it's just more fun because you get to eat more food, right? Like right now, I'm sure you feel really strong in the gym, but that gets better as we add more food, right? Um, I'm two weeks into reverse dieting and we only added uh, 150 calories, massive difference in my lifts. And so, you know, as you go and you add a thousand plus calories to where you're at, like that's going to make a huge difference in your like daily energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wasn't hungry, <clears throat> which we can chat about that message in the very beginning when I said, how do you eat all this food? Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I've recently started to get hungry and I think that that's kind of that shift that my body's making of, all right, we're ready for like a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but even in the gym, like energy wise, I have energy the whole session. It's just like later on in the day or at night is when I feel like that lag, but I have a deficit for a long time too. Like that, it does add up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So let, let, actually let's talk about that. When you first started the message of it's a lot of food, it's a very common message that we get, but what, what did you think when you started eating your first few meals? Well, so I was a person that skipped a lot of breakfast just because it wasn't convenient. Um, and then lunch was kind of, you know, we have a set time in our schedule with rehab. We can kind of pick when we get to go to lunch, but it's still, you know, I have 30 minutes, we're documenting, we're doing a bunch of stuff. Um, so honestly, when I got the food, I had heard people on the podcast say, you need to learn to love eating. Yeah. Um, kind of thought, oh, okay, cool. And then I had a couple of those lunches that was like four cups of soup, or it was like, you know, just this massive amount of oatmeal in the beginning. And my body wasn't used to that volume. And so yeah. I'd have to pick it up into like two little meals. So I'd have to like eat and then 
you know, do my charting and eat a little bit after that. And like lunch, I would have to like stretch it out a little bit. So it, it was really hard in the beginning. Yeah. Like learning how to shift to consume that volume, even though calorically, like it's not that dense. Yeah. Um, and I think I even asked Nicole, like, how do we add calorically dense food? Because <laughs> I'm right now, and she was like, just, you know, do your best. If you can't eat it all, that's okay. But you know, this is really what we need you to do to, we don't want to be in too much of a deficit just because you can't handle the, the volume of food. So it yeah. was kind of, it was interesting. That was not the problem I thought I was going to have. I thought it was going to be me hungry all the time and it absolutely was not. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting place to be at mentally to be like, I'm going to lose weight, but I'm full. I'm stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. So I, I'm curious, I would love to ask you, cause you know, you lost 35 pounds and that makes a significant difference on how the, the body feels. And so like, what, what changes did you notice from obviously a physical, but a just mental aspect from having lost 35 pounds? Um, I think the biggest thing that I kind of saw in myself was just like my comfort, like being okay with my body so like living at the beach obviously we go to the beach all the time we'll ride our bikes down there um because we're less than a mile away from the water and you know my parents have a lake house so we're always on the water at the lake and I got to the point where it was like oh I don't really like pictures being taken of me that are candid and like I I'll obviously take off my shirt to go swimming but like I was just conscious of my body in a way that I had never before um and COVID obviously was really stressful, but I think I didn't realize because I was working so much, um, like what was happening. And then, you know, as things have kind of calmed down, especially in the last six months, it was kind of this like eye-opening, what did I do to my body? Um, yeah. And I, I have a problem like celebrating my victories because I feel like celebrating myself as putting other people down even though that's not the case and like that's something that I have talked to people about and like I'm definitely working on but now I just feel so much more comfortable like being okay with my body and like seeing myself in pictures and and just knowing that like I'm comfortable in my own skin has just made me more confident like overall um and you know when I started everyone was like oh you don't have a lot of weight to lose like what what are you really trying to do and then like you said 35 pounds come off and it was kind of like I didn't realize I felt like crap until mm -hmm. now I feel good you know I, I was just kind of getting by so yeah it becomes your normal you kind of mm -hmm. you're used to it and you don't know you don't remember what it's like to not have that excess weight on mm -hmm. you um I'm curious like the level of awareness you have to, for what you just shared, like you feel like you don't celebrate your wins because it's kind of like putting others down. Like that's a good level of awareness to have because not a lot of people can realize that. Are you able now to celebrate your wins just, just for you? I think, I think so. I think, I, you know, it's something that I definitely need to work on. I think probably everybody does, but, um, I think I'm at the point now where like, I see it as something that, you know, celebrating me doesn't mean putting other people down, you know, me losing this weight doesn't mean that everybody that hasn't lost weight in the last six months is fat. 
but I think yeah. some people see that as like, why are you, why are you saying, oh, I've lost all this weight? Like, are you saying I need to lose weight? But I think that's people's, you know, personal opinions kind of projected onto you know that statement. So I think absolutely. I think it it does take an awareness of yourself and and saying I need to celebrate myself more. Um, yeah. But I think on the flip side, there there's an awareness of like we as a community need to celebrate each other's wins. And I think that's yeah. what's about, you know, the app is, you know, we have like the, the win Friday where everyone just talks about their wins and it's not like, Oh, I didn't reach my goals today. And I, I didn't do what I needed to do, but like, good for you, you hit all your goals. And like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talked about what our goals are for the weeks and kind of overall in the program and, and kind of seeing that positive community um and just everybody's in it to make everybody else better has been like super helpful for the journey because on weeks when I feel crappy you know Nicole's there cheer me on and you know when I'm feeling good and somebody else isn't and then we can kind of switch those roles but the, yeah. the community in the program has been super good too yeah the tribe is a really beautiful supportive place to, to be in and you know that's that's I love that you shared that because that's an aspect of transformation that people don't think of is when you start to see positive changes in your body and you start to, and again, I'll be honest, I struggle with the same thing. I, I, I struggle to celebrate my wins because for me, I'm scared that it's going to dim my drive to accomplish more. So I don't like to celebrate or else it dims my drive. That's my belief that I'm working on too. So we're on the (laughs) same boat here, but it's interesting once you start to have wins and start to see your body shift and you feel better and you're healthier, there's almost a, you're a bit ashamed to want to be like, I feel good. And like to say it out loud that you feel good and to want to celebrate it because yes, people around you that potentially don't have your level of discipline at the moment, or that know that they should be doing something and aren't doing something, they will feel bad about it. But at the end of the day, it's not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility if they feel terrible, it's up to them to do the work you did. Right. As much as you want like a a spot in the program, like nothing magical happened. Like you actually have to work out really hard. You actually have to prep your food and eat all the food. Like you deserve what you've accomplished. And so it's, yeah, this interesting thing. Once you start to win in life, people get weird around you because of it. But I'm here to tell you, like, it's their responsibility. You're not responsible for them taking action. And to be honest with you, man, they're, they're inspired behind it because it's like, man, like will change. Like, Will wasn't vegan before now he's vegan. And he lost a bunch of weight and looking good. A lot of people that you don't know are looking a lot of people that you don't know are listening to this podcast, right? Potentially you've never crossed path, but you're going to inspire a lot of people through this podcast. So that's why I'm happy that you're here and that you stuck with it because you're impacting a lot more people than you think, even in, in Florida, where you live. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And I, I definitely appreciate hearing that. I think it's, it's something that, like you said, we all struggle with in our own way. And it's good to, to kind of get that perspective every now and then. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to, I'm always curious about that. What did you try before to lose the weight? I'm always curious as to what people tried to lose the weight before. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, our, our dietitian at the hospital is going to laugh because I'm going to make her listen to this, but she, <laughs> she has, and I have seen other 
people around us that have done the keto or have done the no carb. And, you know, oh. I went through a phase where I was trying like the chicken and rice and a green for every meal and like broccoli, uh, bodybuilding stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it obviously is not healthy. Like that's not sustainable, but yeah, I, I also would try like, you know, cutting out sweets, which is not, you can't cut it all the way out. I would, yeah. I would just try to put myself in a calorie deficit and then I would be miserable because instead of doing it correctly, I was just not eating mm -hmm. not sustainable. And then I would revert back to it. So, um, I know I didn't ever try the keto. I never tried like the, the Nutrisystem, even though I know people that are on that and are very successful, there's this, you know, awkward, how do I transition off of this and maintain yeah. weight loss? Um, and I do think that that's something that drew me to this program is like, you guys help you acknowledge that that was a gap in people's journey. And you have found a way to bridge that gap mm -hmm. of people back. So I know I got a little off the topic of what have I tried before, but I, I think it was cool kind of seeing how this is contrast to so much of what's out there of, you know, carbs are bad, no sugar, no enjoyment. Like you just need yeah. to be miserable in order to succeed. I think that's a very personally, I think that's a toxic mindset, but. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be honest, it's such a common saying. Um, I'm happy you didn't try low carbon keto because it's, it's crap, <laughs> but you know, like there is a big gap in like you said, nutri system and there's like weight watchers. There's so many different things out there, but yeah, it never acknowledges. What do you do after How do you transition to living like a normal freaking person and keep the weight off? And the thing is, if you do, I'm not too familiar with nutri system, but I'm just going to mention, cause you brought it up. Like if you do that keto intermittent fasting, whatever it may be. If you stick to it a hundred percent, you will lose weight. Like we don't, we don't have a weight loss problem in North America. We have a keeping the weight off problem, right? We can lose it. It just comes back on and then we lose it again and it comes back on. Yeah. And so like, yeah, that's why we have like, we have doctors, dietitians, nutritionists, personal trainers in the program because they want to be educated as to how to do it properly. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm happy you're going to be reverse dieting. Cause that's the key to like sustaining your 35 pound fat loss eating a ton of food. And then from there, well, you do whatever you want. You can do another cut. If you want, it's going to be so much easier than this first time. And this first time I would consider it was fairly easy compared mm -hmm. to like potentially what you've tried before, but yeah, you're going to be in a good position. And I'm, I'm excited for it to be able to like, just keep it off and honestly get to the beach and be like, just flexing a little bit. Like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> even for, yeah. Built uh, by Kale and tofu. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny too, because our, our dietitian here at the hospital, um, she works really closely with the rehab department for like mm -hmm. speech and follow and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but talking to her and she, you know, she asked one of her first couple of questions was, are they starving you? And I was like, no, honestly, I can't eat all the food. She like started laughing. She said, how many calories are you eating? And I was like, 2,700. And she was like, what? And it was like, <laughs> it's crazy to think that like, I I lost all that weight, still eating like 2,500 calories, you know, like I just yeah. I can't believe in my mind, like what I was eating before then and like how inactive I was like, I don't know what I, it's hard to, to understand what I was doing to my body and like where I must have been at, you know, for it to be such a high calorie point to start at and then to still be you know so successful I feel like the weight started coming off week two you know it was 
kind of crazy to see. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I'm just going to mention, I'm just going to pull up the, the tracker here. Um, let's see here. Cause yes, you, you lost 35 pounds, right? And just, I'm, I'm saying this for the people listening too, because that's really cool. When you're really smart with how you structure your nutrition, um, yeah, when you're smart with how you structure your nutrition and your training and you do it the right way and you give your body a chance to that, we all started at 2,700 calories and the lowest we went to is 2,500 calories. So think about this in a 200 calorie deficit, we were able to lose 35 pounds. How many people can lose 35 pounds with a 200 calorie deficit created over time? All right. So that's what happens when you do it right. You don't have to starve yourself and you get to like, you know, build muscle, lose fat and be in a really good position at the end. So I'm happy for you. Like 200 calorie for a 35 pound. That's a really good exchange. <laughs> well, and again, like coming into it conceptually, I was like, I don't know, I guess 2,700 is a good starting spot. And then, yeah, it was just crazy. You know, and you wonder what's going on with other people kind of in the program and, you know, people outside of the program, just like looking at what people are eating, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's so interesting to, to have this hindsight and, you know, see where I came from with all that. Yeah. And that's why it pains me when I see people starving themselves and doing keto and all that weird stuff. <laughs> like you don't need to, but we've uh, glorified discomfort. Like I mm -hmm. feel like really is like if if i'm comfortable and happy and feel successful then like i'm not working hard enough and i think that that i said it earlier but like it's so toxic to think like, like in order to be successful i need to be miserable same thing in your job you know like mm -hmm. this this experience has taught me patience and like change over time you say it like consistency compounds but like yeah you know I can make little changes at work or I can make, you know, little positive changes in my relationships or, you know, like it, it's just, this is a micro kind of ecosystem for our entire lives and kind of the impact that we can make by doing those little changes and like have fun and change other people's lives along the way. You know, like I wouldn't have found you if my student hadn't have just said, Hey, try being vegan. Like I do it and I love it and it's great. You know, so you you don't know what kind of impact you're going to have on the other people just by like those little comments and just portraying, you know, happiness and success. And yeah, absolutely. And those little shifts make such a big difference, right? One of my mentors shared with me once, like if you live, cause I'm in LA right now, if you leave from LA and you leave at a certain degree on a flight, you'll end up in like Africa. But if you change it by one degree over the course of like a 12 hour flight, you're like in Norway, right? Mm -hmm. But just one, one thing's been changed. We didn't change it by like 50 degrees. It was one degree. And so making those small tweaks over time allows you to basically get to where you want to. So, um, I'm really proud of you for all the work you did. Um, I am, um, I'm curious also if you had any apprehensions about working online, I don't know if you had a personal trainer before in person, but a lot of people are, have that, like, I don't know if online is going to work for me. Cause I don't know if I'll be held accountable. Well, I think so. I think it's a, a couple parts to this answer. So number one, by winning the sweepstakes, I personally felt like I was playing with other people's money. So I needed to be like more responsible. And I felt like you know, you had invested in me. So I needed to prove to you that that investment was worth it. And I know that that mindset might not always be 
kind of people's take on that. Um, but that's kind of how I felt about it. Um, I think number two, like I said, I had imposter syndrome in the beginning. So I was like, you know, am I going to be successful with this? I've never tried it. You know, I, I feel like somebody who's all the way in LA, how can you really keep track of what I'm doing in Jacksonville and how can you make sure that I'm being successful? But, you know, the weekly check-ins I feel like are key because it's that constant reminder of, oh, somebody's actually looking at my numbers and somebody's like mm -hmm. tweeting what they're doing based on my performance. Um, I've never had an online coach before. And I think, you know, prior to COVID, we all would have thought that's crazy. That'll never work. But I think the, one of the good things that came out of COVID was kind of showing us that this could work and we could be successful doing it online. Um, and then my personal experience, like I said, with the, the tribe, I'm not really active, like posting and, you know, getting involved in conversations, but I read them all the time. And it's, you know, that's what I need in the periphery to kind of keep me going is that constant kind of feed of, you know, people being successful, the feedback of people looking at my numbers and making sure that I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and then I think too, the app is very, you know, user-friendly because there's a video link to all of the exercises. Um, yeah. That's what I really needed because traditionally me going to a gym, I would get really overwhelmed by the people that worked out all the time and um, some of the ego lifting that was happening. And I would go straight yeah. to the spin bike or I'd go straight to the treadmill. And like, that was kind of where I stayed. Yeah. Um, and so it gave me confidence in the gym, having that video and I can, you know, watch it really quickly before I start my exercise. And I feel like I don't look like an idiot, you know, but <laughs> I still have that kind of reinforcement of, you know, somebody telling me what to do and how to do it. Um, yeah. Oh, makes me happy to, makes me happy to hear that. And I'm, it's interesting. You just made me realize that maybe that's what a lot of people do is they go to the gym and then the weight room is, I would say the most aggressive part in terms of energy of a gym and the cardio section is more of like, we're like, we're safer there, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's not like those big bodybuilders, just ego lifting and grunting and sounding like bears left and right. Um, so I'm happy that you've gained more confidence in the gym, being able to lift. And like, now you know how to perform all the exercises, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what's been the best non-fitness benefit that you got from joining the community and the program? I got to think about it. So <laughs> yeah. So like being a physical therapist, like I know, I know how to exercise. I know how to dose strengthening versus endurance you know like we learn that stuff in school yeah. um i think really it's the application i will say as a non-vegan that came into this like for me the biggest impact comes from like the health and diet perspective so like not only do i feel like i am giving myself a better body in the sense that like i've lost weight i can move faster and lift more but i also feel like you know knowing internally that i have reduced my risk of these chronic illnesses that is what's killing america you know like knowing that yeah. i put myself in a good spot i think to me has given me like this peace of mind that you can't really describe and it doesn't necessarily you know i don't think you have to like go cold turkey turn vegan 
in order to see some of those benefits. But um, like I said, initially following your page and getting some of those meals, like that was huge for me. And I think, you know, going from there, learning how to cook and how to prepare meals and structure my meals so that I'm successful um, has kind of opened up this whole new world of like plant-based food that I previously wasn't exposed to. Um, I do have to admit, I went to a wedding and they had fried pimento cheese. <sighs> I ate some of that and it was delicious, but it it's one of those things where, you know, I woke up the next morning and I had the guilt while I was doing it. And, the, you know, the world didn't stop turning and I didn't gain yeah. all the way back immediately. And I, you know, I think you are allowed to screw up a little bit and to, you know, miss your weight or to miss your diet a little bit. And the, the program overall has kind of given me this outlook that like, you know, I don't need to be perfect to be successful. And really we need to, to not strive for that perfection because you'll fall off the bandwagon and never get back on, but just realizing that we're human. And like, like we said before, those incremental changes kind of add up and, and, and lead to the change that you really want to see. Yeah. And, you know, progression over perfection, right. Is basically the way to go. And, you know, like for, for someone that wasn't vegan, that went vegan, having one moment of eating cheese, like I'm pretty proud of you (laughs) throughout that full six months. That's a, that's a good ratio. Like a little bit of, there is like a a little bit of milk, maybe like one or two cookies in there, but. Yeah. Well, you know, like obviously like when you won the program, like it's a big shift to jump into. So I'm proud of you, man, for sticking with it. Like all the way through as much as you had these little moments, like, like 98%, 99% of what you did was whole food plant-based. Right. And you actually got to do it the right way because so many people include like a bunch of like fake meat every day in what Mm -hmm. they eat. And so I'm happy that you did it the right way. Um, I'd love to ask you if there's someone that's listening to this podcast episode and that is will from December, right. Will that, um, you know, isn't vegan. It's kind of playing around with it. Potentially tried some of the recipes on my, on my, uh, Instagram that has weight that they want to lose, but they're not too sure if they'll be able to do it or if the program would be something that would be helpful for them. What would you share to, to this person talking to Will from six months ago? I think the biggest thing for me was you know, seeing your program and how successful people were, like there has to be something working with it. You know what I mean? So, so you aren't going to have like random successes here and there. Like you've had hundreds of transformations and, you know, they've all been relatively similar in the sense that like people are meeting their own personal goals and losing more weight than I think people think they're going to lose. Yeah. Um, and I, I think too, you know, to those people that are trying other things and are looking for another way to lose weight, that's going to be easier. I think there are ways out there that are easier, but frankly, they won't last. And I think, you know, talking about a a diet plan that you have to stay on for the rest of your life, this program and, you know, this this whole thing has given me an outlook of like, I can be consistent over time. I can make these changes. And like you said, now I have the tools to, you know, go into a little bit of a calorie deficit and 
and do a, a little cut by myself or if I want to yeah. bulk a little bit I know how to do a, a relatively clean bulk so you don't just in this program you don't just lose the weight you are really armed with these tools to be successful in the long term um, like I said there's other things out there like the cool sculpting where you freeze your fat off and you can pay thousands of dollars to do all this stuff and like <laughs> yeah. not only like medically does that probably not work but also like what you're not changing your lifestyle at all so you're not gonna be successful long term and, and you need the tools in order to be able to do that so I mean I'm super grateful you know you've seen my transformation and kind of where I've come from to where I am now and yeah I'm so thankful for being able to be a part of this and I didn't think that I would have been this successful in December but you know, you don't know what you're capable of until you try it. So absolutely. Well, you're a success story. Now you're going to go up on the website. <laughs> Bam. Will's right there. Um, and you know, one thing I forgot to, to bring up, you actually donated, um, a month. You actually donated $500 towards someone's program. Yeah. I think like halfway through the program. So actually let's just talk about that real quick. Like what made you want to do that? So, so like I said, when I came in having won the, the giveaway, i felt like you had invested in me and now I needed to be successful and, you know, work my ass off to, sorry, work my, my butt off to like be able That's to. That's all be, right. I swear all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I felt like I needed to work my ass off and be successful and do everything by the book. And it was super hard, but I felt that I owed that to you for believing in me. Um, once I saw the change, like this is something that's truly worth investing in. And, you know, not even from like a business standpoint, you know, I didn't get anything back from doing that. It was purely, you know, I saw how you guys have changed my life and changed the people around me, that ripple effect to, to my peers and the people close to me. And I hope that I can help continue that mission for you of, of changing these people's lives. So you know, it's not about me. It's not about the money. Um, you know, initially I told Nicole, I was like, I don't know, like, don't tell him I'll just like send it. It'll be okay. <laughs> but it, it, it really is. I feel like I owe the people that come into this program in the future to pay it forward so that you can kind of, you know, give them that little bump they need to be successful. Cause to me, I wouldn't have done the program if I hadn't won the giveaway because it was such a drastic change for me in my life mm -hmm. um, so really by doing that I don't think you realized how you know you were opening the door to other people that that it may not have been open to so um, that's how it impacted me and I just like I said I wanted to pay that forward to whoever was coming in in the future so yeah, well, it was very nice of you. And I and I think it was Julie that won. I can't remember. I think it was, yeah, I think it was Julie that benefited from it. And so now Julie's crushing it. She's losing a bunch of weight too. So because of you, she was able to come into the program. So th thank you for that. Um, yeah, well, man, I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to jump on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I know you stayed at work after you've done your shift to, to do the episode with me. I'm sure you want to get home to your partner. Um but I always like to leave it with like um, words of wisdom. If there's anything you want to share with um, the listeners or potentially the, the tribe members that are listening. Yeah. I think to the listeners, like be okay, making yourself uncomfortable because you don't know what you're going to be capable of, capable of until 
you do that. And I think to the to my fellow tribe members, um, I don't know where you're at in your program, but I think you know what I needed to hear while I was in it and while I'm still in it is it's okay to to mess up. It's okay to you know miss a meal or or to not be perfect with your exercises. Um, but it's really about that long-term change and don't be afraid to celebrate your victories because you guys are out there crushing it every day and, you know, doing something that isn't easy. And I think, you know, as a tribe, we do a good job of cheering each other on, but I just want to say it one more time, like celebrate your victories and um, be proud of what you guys are doing because you guys are all being super successful at it. So I, I look forward to seeing more of their posts and more of people's thumbs up Thursdays and, and, the like in the chat. So, yeah, beautiful. Great words to, to finish on. Um, and I would say for everyone that's listening that wants more information, there's a link down below in the show notes with vegan.ca. You guys can book your free consultation call and, uh, you know, we'll strategize to see what needs to happen for you to get amazing results like will, uh, but yeah, book your call with the link down below and will massive. Thank you for jumping on the podcast, man. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.